Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I am here with Tammy. Morning. Good morning. And I'm here with Pastor Nate. Morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Tammy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tammy is our, our admin at the Dover location. So we roped her into joining us, hanging out with us. Uh, how was your guys' week? Good. Good? Good so far. Like in the last seven days or this Sunday, Monday, the, the, Wednesday? From from Wednesday to Wednesday, from the person hearing it, how was your week? It was great. Mine was great. My my younger sister and her kids came and visited and nice. spent a couple nights with us. That was fun. They're, her kids are pretty much all the same ages as my kids, except she's got an extra it, one. It must be. <laughs> she has five. We have four. Oh, she has nine yeah, kids. Yeah. It must have been pretty um, rowdy then. Could have been a lot worse, but M- Michelle said it was like um, a frat party. Like <laughs> once they left. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fun. That's awesome. Yours, Tammy? Yours is good? It is good. I'm getting ready for Christmas, starting to oh, decorate. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just bought a new Christmas shower curtain. Got it all ready. No, you go I that did. far? I did. And That's it's a amazing. Mickey and Minnie one, so I'm excited. Yes. In all directions. Absolutely. That's is amazing. it like based off of the Christmas Carol? The- no. No. But no. I did watch that this weekend. Oh, cool. Yeah. For inspiration? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just nice. It's like getting me into the spirit. I'm already listening to Christmas music. So when I watch movies, it's all Christmas movies. From here on, you're going to yeah. run out of things. Oh, never. I'll find them. Oh, you know how many Hallmark Christmas movies there <laughs> yeah. are? I still... So my my um, my grandparents, they Hallmark movies are all they put on once it hits Thanksgiving. And my grandfather, who, who all he used to watch was like Gunsmoke. Just on repeat. <laughs> and then there was one time we were over for Thanksgiving and I just noticed like he was into the Hallmark movie. He was just sitting there watching it, not saying a word. I thought he was just zoning out and um, he's from Kentucky. So he has an accent and uh, he's watching the movie and the guy, because in every story it's the same, the guy does something stupid, <laughs> breaks the woman's trust. And I know he just goes, this turkey. <laughs> and I was like, what? You're watching this? <laughs> He's like, yeah, he just, and he like explains it, but that's his only narration of the whole week. This, this turkey. And I just nice. love when he gets into Hallmark. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the, I said two things. I get a, a Thanksgiving comment to say, but as I remind myself, um, <laughs> how do you feel about the new Christmas story movie coming out this year? I'm excited about it. I'm going to watch it. They have, <laughs> they have the whole cast. Yeah. They have everybody. They yep. have everybody. It's amazing. It's like the Brady Bunch Christmas. Remember when that one came out? That was so good. Yeah. They I all haven't cre- seen that one. You never saw that? Oh, wait, the, uh, wait, wait. Where they're all older? Yeah, they're all older. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That was a great one. And the, hey, it's Christmas Day, but I got to go check out something at my architect job. And then the building collapses on them. I, all right. No, I don't remember, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I mean, that no. was the whole part. Added and then the, the whole list. family's there. The dad is the grandfather. He's like dying in this collapsed building and they all start singing, Oh, come all you faithful. And it's like, miracle? I have oh, the faintest, you like you'll say random parts that I'm oh. like, okay, okay, I'm back, I'm back. And they start <laughs> singing that. And then who emerges from the rubble? 
grandpa. <laughs> the grandfather. But the fireman with the dead grandpa. That's yep. how it ends. So anyway, <laughs> this could be that good. Maybe it'll end the exact same way. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I think it looks good. But I did look up on IMDb. I said, if they replaced anyone, it's not worth it. And so it seems like it's exact. All the kids. So I'd like, uh, anyway, there's a Thanksgiving movie that I don't even think I've ever had my kids watch because I can't find it. But it's my favorite Thanksgiving movie. And it's about this tiny mouse who goes on the Mayflower. Do you remember that? Oh. Is it like from like the seventies? Uh, oh, Charlotte remembers. It has to be from the seventies. Yeah, I feel like because I've I watched seen it, it as a kid in the eighties. But yeah, it's a mouse who goes was that like on the a, Mayflower. Like a TV. It was yeah, one of those TV. TV. I don't know if it was made for TV, but it's like one of those every holiday. Yeah, they play it. It was really good. I loved it every year, and I don't know how to even find it. If you it's, know it, please. Do me a solid. <laughs> send, send me a link. Me, send me a link. Or is that in the same give me your vein? Old VHS. Maybe your grandmother has a VHS copy of it somewhere. Yeah, you have a VHS player right here in your office. I've got a VHS player <laughs> in my office. So go check. It could be written like, because like maybe your mom was like mine and they would record yeah. movies <laughs> and then mark it. Yeah. Yes. Like Ru- yes. Rudolph and then you have your own Pirating copy. at its finest. You can't find that on YouTube? Mm. Well, maybe we'll do that right now. So oh, while you guys talk about the sermon, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I was going to ask, is it in the same vein as um, the Twas the Night Before Christmas Christmas special? Have you seen that one? With the mouse. mice and the... The mouse on the Mayflower. Found it. It came, premiered in 1968. Oh, man, those movies are great. I guess I know what I'm... I'm calling out of work tomorrow. <laughs> Bringing my kids out of school. We're going to... For your... For a twenty for a twenty minute cartoon, you can't cancel all my appointments. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched the Christmas one a lot. Twas the night before Christmas. That one's good. It's got good music in it. Yeah, I watched all those when I was a kid, and like now I miss like Yogi Bear's Christmas. Uh, I was never into Yogi Bear. I used to watch it because it was every night. It was on for a half an hour for four days. <laughs> Yeah, no, my, the only, so I, I've just hit the age. I don't like repeat watching things. I don't know why. Like we did it so much growing up. We did so much growing up that I just can't even do it anymore. So I watched Muppets Christmas Carol. That's like a good one that I like to rewatch. Haley won't stop watching Christmas Story. I can't get her to stop. Can't bribe her to stop watching that That's, in Christmas. We only watch that on Christmas Eve. Yeah. We'll buy, we get Chinese food after church. And that's the th- what we watch. And then we go to bed. Which movie? The, the Christmas, Christmas story. story. That's our Christmas Eve oh, movie. It, it, to me. It's boring. I'm, just, I'm not a fan of that movie, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like stressful and depressing. The only thing I like about it, the only part that I like, uh, just love, is when the kid's tongue gets stuck on the flagpole. Oh. <laughs> I just like any time the dad does the swearing, but backwards. Like every time he's having a hissy fit, he's like just saying the word backwards. Cause they like, I think that's a funny way to censor. Like it's a kid's memory. He doesn't want to remember the swears. <laughs> like whatever. I'm excited for the Santa Claus, the new on Disney plus. The new oh, Santa my kids Claus. Are TV shows. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I think someone, Listening to this, we'll follow through on getting you that. Uh, I found it. I found it. Oh, I you already found it. Perfect. Never mind then. So, Hayao Miyazaki's animated Thanksgiving special, The Mouse on the Mayflower. So, this is review. So, actually. Oh, no. I don't know if it's, it's real. It's just them giving a review of it. 
Check out the library. Maybe the library. Oh, yeah. It's 54 it. minutes of no video. All right. Never mind. I didn't find it. Skip that one. I didn't still need a VHS. Uh, Cause yeah, I had a win from the podcast happen at our all staff meeting that we had. Tell me. Um, we talked about for pastor appreciation, the cookies that we like. And I had Jake brought a dozen of the exact kind of cookies. I said, I loved and they were undercooked chocolate chip cookies. So shout out to Jake. Yeah, Jake they well they were amazing. They had like flaky salt in them. So every once in a while you just get a little like, Ooh, that's nice. Hmm. Yeah. I liked them a lot anyway. Well, good. It was miracle offering Sunday. Yeah. guys. So um, good. When do we are, when do we find out the total from it? How much I longer think December for 4th. That's when we'll be announcing we got, it through. We've got two weeks of residual giving. Like That's we right. make sure all the online giving is Processes. all processed. Everybody had a chance. So we're checking it every day. So we had more gifts received today. Oh, okay. Uh, I know my boys are bringing part of their gift on Sunday. Cool. Um, and so it'll keep coming. So yeah, I think December 4th. We'll give everybody the total. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, uh, this was not the last week of your sermon series, right? No, we got Sunday one is the last one. Of Kingdom Builders. And we've got like five chapters to cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Open the your Bible, speed round. You'll get the remains of the story. Um, have we gotten, so I remember mentioning it, um, a little bit when you weren't on the podcast, cause you had shared a little bit about getting the inspiration for this series. Have we talked about that since you have been back? Like, cause you missed a, a couple weeks of this podcast. I think I only missed one. I thought you missed two. All right. You only missed one. Um, the, I, I know you guys talked about it cause I listened to it. Yeah. But um, was there anything like did was there anything that I missed in that? Just trying to relay, like writing out for this series. I remember talking to you this Sunday, and it was like, um, you were witnessing God unravel the plan for oh miracle offer. Oh my gosh, miracle offering sermon fits like working through that. Could you? Yeah, I feel like so, people would find that really interesting. I mean, if people do the the this. I mean, this entire series is orchestrated by God. So the, I just, I just felt all we have is kingdom builders. That's it. And I've completely like, it was off my radar, off my radar because we had so many other things we're working on. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. This series starts this week. The only thing you have written down is kingdom builders. (laughs) Like that is not good. Yeah. And so I don't know if it was a Thursday night or into a Friday morning or what day it was, but it was not, it was only like three or four days before Sunday. Mm. And then all of a sudden it was, um, no, so not an audible voice of God, but a, an audible thought reached Nehemiah. So then we did. So, and I, you know, I know the Nehemiah story, but okay, he built a wall. And we're going to build the kingdom of God. Like off the top of my head, that's all I know. So you get in and study yeah. it. And we hadn't done, I don't know. Oh, we did do a character. We did a study on Gideon this year, mm-hmm. but we haven't, I don't know. So we start going through 
chapter one, just reading it, rereading it, rereading it, rereading it, and then it clicks, break our heart. Mm. And then chapter two and three, reading it, rereading it. So we get to Miracle Offering. And what I had written down as I kind of studied for the series um, that first week is not what I preached on this week. So because two weeks ago we were in chapter four and then I read a verse from chapter six, I thought I would be in chapter seven mm, yep. uh, on, a couple of days ago on Sunday. Um, but I just kept reading, rereading, reading, rereading. And all of us. And so I had like verses from chapter six, verses from chapter seven. And I was starting to put in verse from chapter five into the sermon. And then I was like, what happens if I only preach from chapter five this week and begin to work through that? And then it was just, a, you know, when that sermon got finished, it was a, Holy smokes, God, how yeah. did you make this work out this good in this series? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, what we talked about on Sunday, righteous anger, there's big, there's big problems and we can't just be concerned about our walls. We have to be concerned about these other things. Like, I, I, I think you can manipulate and force fit, fit scripture into saying what you want it to, yeah. which is not what we did this series. Yeah. It was just, it just, it just overlapped. And um, I don't know, it was awesome. Yeah, you added a lot of like depth to the ministry. I feel like the Kingdom Builders, like talking through these different areas, like to break our hearts, have a righteous anger against the problem, have all these things was like, um, you made it a lot deeper than, than previous years, I feel like, where previous years, it's a lot of like, here's the problem, we can do it. Like we can fix it. And you, to me, it was like a big charge of like an obligation to participate because it's like, you're right. If I'm angry about it, I have, you literally already have the solution lined up for me. You know what I mean? And so the way you shared everything, I think just worked really well. And I liked, I liked the way you talked through like the beginning, like um, Nehemiah just thought he was coming to fix fix a problem, just thought he was coming to fix a wall or build something. And then he realized like, oh wait, this is an entire culture. This is an entire um, like issue. People are treating their brothers wrong, all these different things. And then it just, again, it ties in so well. We're not just throwing money at a sober home. We're not just throwing money at opening locations. Like we're trying to impact the deeper problem by yeah. doing it. And I, I don't know, I just thought great, great circle around. I feel like it's going to be hard to close off any better than, than it was, but, but like the, I just loved, I thought the deepness that you brought into the ministry was really cool for this. Well, it, I mean, it's going to close off great because yeah. what happens next, and I'm not sure how I'm preaching it yet, but Ezra, Nehemiah has Ezra come and read scripture so he began, I think it's like for a week, he's reading mm -hmm. scripture and people begin to repent. And then um, chapter 10, they make these old oath. They, they make oaths. <laughs> I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> to oaths? God. Yeah. I, oaths. I can't there do that. Go. Just not with my speech impediment. <laughs> they, they uh, and so they, they make the, 
they make these commitments. There we go. <laughs> to God. And so that's probably what we're going to talk about. Like scripture, the word of God is living, active, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. They're reading scripture as they're reading scripture and it brings repentance to the whole community. So we'll talk about that. Like mm. our locations, what we do. It's, you know, it's God's word that brings a change. And then what change should that bring? And talk, probably talk through some of their commitments, but I haven't written it yet, or at least I, I'm only in the study right. portion of it. So we'll see where it lands, but that's, those are the topics that we're talking about, how that ends up in practical application or not. So That's good. Good. I, I, I don't know. It's amazing to me, like this portion of history, this 70 years or this hundred years, how many names are there? Like I've said it a bunch of weeks, but Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, Jeremiah, um, Nehemiah, Ezra, Zerubbabel, like there's a lot of big names yeah. and a lot of people that God used to, I mean, it was worse than New Hampshire. All right, we're <laughs> think 50th in, in, in the nation. It was worse for them and God yeah. turned it around and changed it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he'll do it for us. And, I haven't verified this, but in my study, one of the things I read was Israel never worshiped false gods again. Really? So Ashtara, Baal, golden calves. Like from that moment on, they never did it again. So it wasn't that they were perfect because they did continue to sin and cause problems, but there was never another false god. Mm. Even to up to today. Yeah. Wow. So they're, Israel's pagan today, and there's a lot of pagan, you know, Jewish people, but they, but there, there's never been another false god. So I haven't personally verified that. I just read that in my yeah. study. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is that true? That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. No step backs from it. Setbacks from it. Now, and this Sunday too, you had, you had obviously we had the big announcement, Bethlehem, oh, location, yeah. which we can finally talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, people who weren't up north were like, we're going to Israel? We're launching a location in Israel? Like, no, that's, that's a city in New Hampshire. Only the northerners knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so how much, because obviously you're, you're leaning into God and the Holy Spirit while you're preaching, but there's still, like, you had levels of announcements to make. Like, we're talking through Sober Living Home, and then you know this is in the back of your head, like, what, did that make it challenging just leading up to that announcement? Like you're trying to preach a sermon, but also you're like, what if for some reason, what if everyone's like, no, we like three locations or whatever. No, like, I don't think about it that way. I, what I want is the announcement to fit into what we're doing. Yeah. So I'm casting a big burden. What is the announcement have to do with that? Right. So I wanted to connect. I wanted to, to fit in. I wanted to be... Cohesive, not just an afterthought. Right. So that's the challenge. But our, um, our, our language of 50 and one. Yeah, really helped. I've got and like that, hiccups or something. <laughs> and right, not to, yeah, and that was cool because that came out of, that was not any big strategic meeting we had. That came out of that write-up that, that you had worked on. That was my... um. That was my thesis for my master's degree. 
which oh. I kind of fell into. So multi-site as a solution to the least unchurched state, that was my thesis. And then I kind of discovered, wait, it's a solution to this overdose epidemic as well. Yeah. And, and no one's really making the connection because I said it, I said it in some meeting, you know, whatever Alabama or Mississippi is the most obese state. So is the solution to start more gyms? Like, no, that's not going to change anything. Um, so is the solution to being the least unchurched state? How is it starting more churches? Right. And it seems like a backwards, um, like that's not going to change anything. Right. People don't want to go to church. You don't need more. <laughs> um, but we actually do need more because there's not enough life-giving Bible preaching right. churches, not enough um, churches that operate in joy, that have mm-hmm. joy as a as a lived experience. Yeah. Right? Just think about that. Yeah. Just that one thing. You may have churches that, that hold true doctrinally. They're true doctrinally. They just don't have joy. You go there and it's just... It's like a curmudgeons, funeral. yeah, funeral. There's no, and so people, you just associate, you associate that with God. God is, um, boring. I remember um, the year Sheila Chittum got saved at our church. Okay, a Sunday morning, I think she got saved at our church. We had done the on Halloween party, which is a big outreach we used to do. And then invited everybody back to church that Sunday. And I think that was Sheila's first Sunday at the church. And we were all given like three minutes to speak. And so my three minutes, I said, I was youth pastor. And I said, um, I can't remember my exact words, but uh, the, the teenagers of the church, we have this big, event that we went to that was awesome and we all gathered in the van and we went to antique alley in northwood and we went antiquing and we and we just had such a great time <laughs> it was something like that and it, obviously people were like teenagers like antiquing and i said well obviously that's not true teenagers aren't interested in antiques you so you may ask why would they be interested in an antiquated god mm. you think oh, you just you think god's an antique He's all brass mm-hmm. and Grumpy. paisley and lace. Yeah. Like that's not who God is. Yeah. God is relevant and athletic. You, you know, he's 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 vigorous. He's yeah, he's active. He's and so we have this when a church is antiquated, you think that paints a picture. That's who God, God is. Yeah. And that's not what he's like at all. He's joyful, he's fun, he's creative, he's innovative. God could use an iPhone, <laughs> right? You know, he's not a bumbling. Right. He could show um, us the tips on the cool things it does. Yeah. <laughs> so we need churches that, right, to help, help, that help people to that see shift. that. One of, my, one of my values for church has been... Um, that people will understand that God is good through our experience. And then if they ever in the future experience a bad church or a bad pastor, they'll just know it was a bad church and a bad pastor. Right. They won't assume God is bad. Mm. And how many people do we know won't go to church 
because of a church experience because of the or because of a it. people experience. And so they've, it, it creates a bad yeah. connection. Yeah. I know a lot of people where like the argument is not really with God. Right. The argument is not with God at all. It's all the people. I don't, I'm not going to your church. The, the people there, Christians are, and they answer that. And it's like, man, God's not even on the, in the argument for them. Right. And so, and but they, I would say they never really discovered who God is. Right. Because if I get mistreated and, and I get mistreated by Christians all the time. Yeah. But if I, if the church absolutely turns on me, if Restoration Church just turns on me, um, I will be injured. I'll be deeply hurt. But Michelle and I and the boys, we're going to be immediately involved in another church. Right. Because we know church is the bride of Christ. We know how good God is. Mm. Nothing could ever happen to us that will make us question, God, I don't don't think you're good anymore. Um, And I think sometimes too, people say God is good, but not to me. He's good mm. for you and good Mm. to other people. Cause like they'll see other people's blessings or maybe their healings, but what about mine? You know, and it's just, so sometimes I think that they feel that, they feel overlooked or sometimes. So like God is good, but not to me. Yeah. Well, that's a real, that's a real thing. And I think that can cause us to disengage from God. Uh, I'm trying to think of what message maybe I spoke this through, but I try to coach our church and disciple our church to the place that we, um, if we're demanding something from God, then we're, asking him to make us his God. Yeah. So God, if you don't, if you don't change this, if you don't heal this, if you don't, then I'm disengaging. Then I'm not going to follow you anymore. And we have to be able to follow God to martyrdom. Right. Because obviously serving God isn't making everything the yellow brick road. If the end Thing is you're martyred and your family's widowed right? and your kids are fatherless because you were faithful to martyrdom. Right. So you have to have a theology that includes suffering and martyrdom and that the, that being in the will of God doesn't mean everything works out according to the way you've planned it. Right. Right. I think you mentioned on Sunday too about like giving, like, oh God, I gave this and I promise to give this. So I expect you to do this, but we can't look at it like that, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of some churches have like a, there's at least, you know, it's one of those, like the people who hate a lot of bigger churches, but they talk about some bigger churches having like this mantra during their giving, it's not like a chant. It's like this prayer, but they always say the same type of prayer of like, and because we're giving in obedience, we know that you'll bless our jobs. You'll bless our finances and like all this kind of thing of like, it's it's nice to have faith in that, but that, that probably shouldn't be the motivation to give. Like, oh, because I tithe, I'll get a pay raise. Right. Like, well, no, but yeah. Yes and no, like I don't know how to describe it, but that's not your motivation to give, but God could certainly help you with that. There's right? a story I shared in the a sermon a couple of years ago 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a king and obviously he had a kingdom. A guy in the kingdom grew a carrot and it was the best carrot he ever grew. And he brought it to the king and he said, hey, this is the best carrot I ever grew. I wanted to give it to you. And the king was overwhelmed at his generosity. So he he said, thank you for this. Um, and I, just, I wanted to give back to you. So I want to give you this, this large plot of land for you to continue using your gifts and, and garden. And the guy was overwhelmed. Like, I wanted to give you a gift, but you've given a gift to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Another guy saw it and he's like, man, if he's getting that for a carrot, what could I get for a horse? And he goes to the king and he said, this is the finest horse we've ever bred. I don't know if we'll ever breed another one as great. And I wanted to give it to you. The king being discerning said, thank you and received the horse. <laughs> and then the guy was mad. Yeah, This isn't right. You gave him land. And the guy said, well, he gave me a carrot. You gave yourself a horse. And the principle is if we're giving to God to get something, we never gave anything to God. Yeah, We've given a gift to ourselves mm. thinking that it's going to multiply. Well, God discerns our motives of our heart. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't bless us because he's easily manipulated. Yeah, He blesses us because we give cheerfully, sacrificially, obediently. And then he blesses us in a way that we're gonna, not going to say, that's it. Yeah. But they got that. Why didn't I get that? And then God's delivered about rooting that out of our heart. Right. So if we're giving to manipulate God, he's going to be pretty deliberate about making sure that yeah. we... Uh, he knows the motives. That. And you'd have to think pretty highly of yourself to think you can manipulate people, <laughs> the people, one who created you. People try it. Yeah. yeah. They try it for sure. I probably try it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll do a little bit. I, I probably like, we it. probably have done it with not even realizing it. Cause I think sometimes it's like it's even like when we say, God, I'm gonna give you my finances or I'm going to trust you. And then like on Sunday morning, it's like, okay, I'm gonna be late on this bill or do I tithe? God, maybe I know this week better. Am I manipulating God, like saying, I think I know better this time, mm. you know? You know, the 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 place that you guys probably do it, I do it sometimes, um, and I know that I do it, so I try to make sure I don't, but all the time is prayer. God, I want to pray for Tammy. She is so faithful to the church, and she's always giving, she's always serving, she's always worshiping. So God, I pray for her. And so you're listing all your credentials. I'm a good person for you to answer this prayer for. Let me remind you of all the things I've mm. done. And it's a little bit, it can be a little bit of a manipulation. I think we should remind God of his promises. Mm. God, I've given, and your word says, you've told me you would. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that to remind him. But Myself the, the microphone, uh, sorry. The, <laughs> The, I, I've done it. So you need to, that's the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal. Yeah. The prodigal son. He says, I've slaved for you and you never once threw me a banquet. Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you loved me. I thought that's why you were working for me because I was your dad and you loved me. Oh, you weren't, you were. You were waiting you, for you, something? You considered it slavery. The fact that I loved, <laughs> let you live here and, right. and we did chores together. I thought we were having fun. Oh, you were trying to manipulate me. Oh. Right. And You're saying trying to pray and almost listing why why you should be viewed a little above. Like, God, I'm 
I believed in you. I gave my life to you. So yeah. could you do this for me? It's <laughs> reminding him your good deeds, but you need to remind him of his word. Right. Because I wouldn't get you. I, I've done all this. I've done all this. Hey, do you remember like last Friday when you screamed at your kids? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> if you want to start trying to call all the things you're good at, like, okay. I mean, like, I know I've definitely used God's word, like, I don't want to say against him, but I'll be like, if I pray for healing for someone, God, your word says, and it does not come back in void because you're not a liar, you know? Yeah. And I'm like- Well, I think that's a good thing. I think reminding him of his word yeah. is but, a good thing. But I don't want to use it like- Well, but think about too, like that's um, that's a big thing that happened um, with Moses, mm-hmm. right? Like it was like, he was like, you know what? They're all so corrupt down here. We're, I'm going to start over. And he was like, what? No, are you kidding? You you said this. You are this. You are this. How could you do it? And it's like, and the Lord didn't do what he said he was going to do, what he said he was going to do. And so yeah. there was a piece of like, not that he forgets, but if you can be anchored enough to say, but your word says this. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't feel like that's manipulation. I feel like that's why it's in the- Reminding God is of his word is a good spiritual practice. It's a good thing. And, and so, again, if your motives are wrong, your heart's wrong, well, mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, that is what it is. So you can't just, you can't use um, scripture like an incantation book. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but most of us, I think we're too fearful with God and God wants to disciple us. So, um, yeah, but don't list your resume. Right. List his word. It's almost like you look, it's like a job promotion. You know, you're going in for that promotion. Like, well, I did all of these things. What am I up for next? You know? Yeah. And then (laughs) the tough part, right. Is I think tough part after miracle offering is you take a step of faith, you give what God tells you to give, and then you have a financial ch- challenge <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. the yeah. next week or the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like a little bit of a stomach. So I have to call this morning to get my car, my wife's car. Something's broken on it. I know as we drove it to Plymouth oh, no. for all staff. Yeah. And it's just a little bit of, do we even have money to get it fixed? <laughs> right. Um, and... Trying to, but God knew, right? God, okay, God, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust yeah. you. I'm gonna trust you. Uh, and that can be the, the challenge in these moments to then something. God, why did I even obey you? And now I'm now I'm stuck. Now I've got the, now I've got these problems. I shouldn't have obeyed you. Yeah. And that's that'll be a test. Right. And then you'll catch yourself, recognize it. Right. I think, it happens, right? And you say, okay, but wait, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Right. You'll provide some way. I'm going to trust you. But you're sorry. Oh, I was going to say, and when God does provide, it's like, you go like, oh God, you're so good. Yep. You know? And that's one thing I think we have to remember is that like, God is going to be good no matter what. And like, even like when he does give us a gift, we need to remember that when he doesn't, but he did give you that gift. You know, like I think of like this summer with Hannah getting married and stuff. We received like Bill was able, it was just like, God, I was like, how are we going to do this? 
you know, it was like, and it was just like, it did happen. You know, God provided a way for us and just like everything came together. And it was just like, it was like perfect. It was like, I actually could feel like stress come off of me. That's amazing. It was, it really was. And just, yeah. So it's like, just remembering God in the good times, but also in the bad times that God will come through. Right. Just not on our timing. Yeah. And you think, like you just made me think through like if you're if you're giving something that's that's an like i don't know extravagant whatever the word might be something that's like really challenging to you i think you need to know like whether or not that's a step of faith or just um like you're a little crazy so you're giving it because if you're a little crazy and you're giving it like i don't know how else to describe this so that's what i the words i'm picking and something bad happens that's, I think you're setting yourself up for this spiral of God hates me. God doesn't, because you were giving at a place of like, oh, oh, Nate said his dream is this. I, I have that much in my savings. Let me just give all my savings. All right. And, <laughs> right. So like, <laughs> in a, right. In a sense, that's good. But if you're setting yourself up for this spiral of no, I, he's, you know, I, I knew it. I knew he wasn't going to help me. Like, like, you, yeah, we try to get you to give. This balance. We try to get you to give because it's what God told you to do. Right. Not because we promised you something. Right. So you send us $1,000, God's going to send you $3,000. And people do that on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Do that all the time. Oh, oh, a spiritual get rich quick scheme. Yep. So yeah, we need to. We need to send this thousand bucks because right. we really need 10,000 bucks. So this guy is just promised us. He sent $1,000 and then. You wait. Right. <laughs> and that feels very borderline that is, witchcraft. That is not, yeah. that's not right. Yeah. That is not right. That is not our motivation for our giving. Right. That is not scriptural. He returns threefold, sixfold, tenfold, hundredfold, whatever. Like those are promises, but that is, um, but how he does that. Right. God, you never. There's no formula. You never promise, and he'll be like, "No, I did because um, you had this car and those tires lasted seven years. If it wasn't for my grace on those tires, <laughs> my anointing oil on those tires, <laughs> then this and and this was where the enemy tried to steal from you, but I wouldn't let him, and so that counts. And this is where you got a bonus that you forgot about. Remember that bonus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. for me. I dispensed that, and so yep, here it adds up perfectly. I gave you a hundredfold." The problem was you didn't, or I gave you 30 fold. The problem was you didn't worship me and I was planning on giving you a hundred fold. Yeah. And, or you didn't steward it well because I planned to take that hundred fold and then you're going to steward it well. And I was going to give you a hundred fold on top of that, but you just stopped mm. and he, and he'll, he'd lay that all out for us. We will have nothing to say. Like yeah. he's yeah. never taken advantage of us. He's never not provided for us. It's just been, it's been us. We're, we're the problem, not him. I love your story. I think it was Kingdom Builder when you were talking about um, when you purchased the sober living and how many square feet it was. And then you were given a building that was what? Seven times bigger, which is Bethlehem. And God said, what are you going to do with it? But it was given to you. So like you obeyed and purchased and then God gave you something and you just, I just thought that was really a great testimony of mm -hmm. obedience. 
Yeah. And it wasn't a little project that you like, okay, you know. We've only purchased two buildings. For our location. For our for our church. We purchased the Dover building in oh, 2016 yeah. and we purchased the sober living home. Plymouth was given. Yep. Milton Milton was, was given. given. Bethlehem was given. And it's so cool. <laughs> that's um yeah, that's outrageous. Beth Bethlehem has a little bit of debt on it, mm. but not much. But Plymouth is debt free. Milton's debt free. Yeah. I was gonna say the little bit of debt, if we had bought that same building, right? We did a walkthrough of what that building was. Yeah. Like. That's a huge space. I don't know if I don't I don't know the the Bethlehem real estate market, right. but it's gotta be four hundred thousand. Yeah. Maybe, maybe five hundred thousand right. like of a value. That we just handed the keys. And right. that is a, So take that little bit of debt and run that with is a it. blessing of God on the church. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's unreal. I remember and now that we have Bethlehem, I feel like there's some stuff that we're able to like share that we've been seeing and talking through. But I remember like because that's happened twice for us, Milton and Plymouth, for me, I always um I started to forget that that's not the norm. You know what I mean? Right. Like somehow in my head, I just always thought that's how we open <laughs> locations now <laughs> is people just keep giving us stuff. And oh yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Like whatever. But then when we had our, our, our coach kind of come in, who's helping us this year and talking to him. And he was like, there is 100% a reason why God is giving you buildings. That doesn't happen. And once he said that, I was like, oh, you're right. That's not normal. People have crazy amount of strategy they have to put into renting the basement of the Elks club right. to rent like all these things. It's like, it's, it's a struggle for people to start some churches and it's become this thing that God just repeatedly keeps giving us these buildings. And I just like had to remember that that's not the norm. Like that's not in our, we didn't write that down as a strategy to no, we step one, about get it. free buildings. Well, we pray <laughs> right, for it. Yeah, yeah we've, we've been praying since Michelle and I <coughs> um, launched the Dover location for, for the former pastor in 2010. November 2010, I hear a story, some church planners, and they talk about a building was given to us and it's valued this much money. And as I sat there at the table in Pennsylvania, I said, like, it took my breath away at first sick. Like in a bad way, like, God, why can you do a miracle like that for us? Yeah. We need a miracle like that. And then eventually like processing it and getting to the place like, God, <laughs> if you did it for them, you can do it for us. You're yeah. not limited. Yeah. You're not, you didn't run out of buildings. You have a building. God, will you do that for us? Yeah. And then we were strategically praying for healthy buildings, healthy bank accounts, um, that those that that would happen, and we'd have mm. opportunity to, to launch locations that way. Yeah, absolutely. And we're still praying that way. Yeah, no, it's great. I just think it, it it's it's so energizing. I I hope it is for other people too to notice, like as we're faithful, just you know, just the people serving at the Dover location, like even their faithfulness in that has a part of 
the way God is like, all right, we'll keep blessing you. Like, good job. You're doing this right. Here's a building. Good job. You're doing this right. And I just think um, like it's fun. And now, and now we're at the fun part where the debt's low. We get to make the building the way we want and we get to work through it. But one thing I loved, I don't know, I don't know if it was like this at the other locations, but the way that video rolled out the building, um, I I could hear reactions every room. And so I think people really got the weight of what a blessing that gift yeah. was. Every time you see the auditorium, I heard a couple of people, wow, oh my yeah. gosh, because it was bigger than they thought. And then the camera goes to go downstairs and reveals a whole basement. Like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> the same size downstairs. Yeah. You know, and, and we still, that was maybe like three, three rooms out of 20 rooms. Right. That's like, that was like two thirds of the building that we just flashed through. And so it's bigger than you actually think <laughs> yeah. than what we saw. And people were still like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like, and that was an exciting part of showing the videos. I was just kind of like looking around <laughs> like, oh yeah, they're all pumped. Like, I know we're all pumped. I know the other location. So in Dover location, like it was a good response, like cheering and clapping. The other locations were just the same. Like, yeah. I think the North, because they knew where Bethlehem was, they were the loudest. Almost more excited. Plymouth yeah. location was the loudest in response because they weren't like, I never heard of that town. Yeah. <laughs> they, right. They've been there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's where I do my shopping. Um, oh, last, last. So we're, we're running low on time, but just another cool thing about this that we haven't been able to share or talk through. Um, so obviously everyone from Plymouth, like, we're excited because the location was close to them. And we talked about this. So Plymouth was a launched location and now they get to participate in launching a location. Like yeah. th uh, those people are, they're going to have to do like Dover did with Milton. Like it wasn't like we sent everyone to Milton, but we were there helping with setup. We were there helping with install. We helped yeah. paint. We helped. They get a neighbor. Stuff. They get right? a neighbor. It's almost like a Their system. closest location is, from them, it's Milton, which is like an hour and 15 minutes. And now they've got one that's 48 minutes away. Yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah. They've so got a... It's just so... I feel like that's another exciting piece. Yeah. It's like on the map now, there's there's someone close to them too. Yeah. And I I just feel like if I were them, I would have been so excited to be like, oh my gosh, we're not the, we're not the one yeah. sticking out up top anymore. Like we have more... We have more people close to us. Yeah. Like I'm just... I'm excited for that. And now they get to experience the fun it was. I Because I had fun being at the Dover location, even seeing how many Dover people went up to Plymouth, but Dover helping Milton, like that's fun. And so now if you're in Plymouth, like you get to be a part of that, which is so much fun because every win you hear from there feels like a win that you were a part of. And that's just, that's a piece that's really cool. So I'm just excited for the Plymouth location to experience that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Last thing here, parable of the talents. Uh, I think one of the deeper parables in scripture. So it comes across in a whole bunch of ways, but we've taken, like God's trusted us with a little bit and because we've stewarded it well and because we've given him an increase, he's then taking from the people who didn't invest it and giving us their share, mm. um, and he'll and and prayerfully will continue to steward it well, and he'll continue to do that. Yeah, absolutely.
Um, instead of book recommendations, can I just give one action step for people listening as part yeah. of launching Bethlehem? It's really practical, but oh, yeah. um, we have a, the social post that we posted. So if you don't know much about Facebook, um, you you pay for advertisements. If, if you're listening and you don't know, you, you pay for advertisements. Um, if you say you want to get more comments to the to the ad that you run, they know who's going to comment most of the time, and it's and it's hostile for a church to try and advertise on Facebook. And so, one thing we wanted to do is just bury those negative comments that might come in, which we already are. You look at that post, but if you're listening and you haven't yet, I need you to go to that post on Facebook or even the one on Instagram because we'll boost that one too. Comment why you're excited about this, why you love Restoration Church. Because what's going to happen is someone in Bethlehem or what's the town next to it? Littleton Littleton and Whitefield. They're going to see that post and they're going to see 30, 50 comments of people who love Restoration and say, oh, this is social proof. People like this church. This seems to be a big deal. Um, And then who cares if there's 10 negative comments, it's like the Amazon review. Like you start to ignore the people and say like, they seem like they're just, you know, being mean. (laughs) And so we're already seeing that. But if you could help even more, that is going to make people feel comfortable to go there. If they see, I'm not going to show up and it's going to be me and the pastor because there's 50 people saying they're excited for this. And so that's just, big action step that we need you to do um, that you can help in that advertisement. So yeah, it helps them know too, that we're not freaky. So they can click on a couple of names and be like, these people are normal people. Right. Which is why I haven't commented yet. Cause I need to change my profile picture before, <laughs> <laughs> before I do that. I don't want people clicking through and be like, what the heck? <laughs> That's the pastor. <laughs> yeah. So either way, go do that. That would be really great if you want to participate. It's going to be so good. It's going to be, be so, so good. good. So much fun. Yeah. All right. People can't wait. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you. See you guys on Sunday. Finish up the series. And then, um, yeah, then Thanksgiving next week. Yeah. Have a good holiday. Bye.